What it do, baby? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm Rodney. I'm Jamal. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Vince. I'm Arion. And we are Under Construction. Yo, Arion, what's going on, what's man? What's up, man? What's, what's good? Going on? What's hey, going first on? off, man, I just want to say thanks for coming on the show, man. This I appreciate means a lot. It. Thank you. And, you know, I, I appreciate you guys inviting me and coming on. I think this is a dope platform, and, uh, you know, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks, All right, sir. cool, thank cool. You. Before thank we you, get started, no um, why don't you introduce yourself? Let everybody know who you are. Okay, my name is Arion. For those of you that don't know me, uh, I'm owner, operator, CEO, chief, uh, executive operator, president, administration. All of that, no, but I run a, uh, an adult sports recreation league called Main Attraction Recreational Sports. Uh, a lot of people know it more commonly known as Mars. We do adult co ed kickball, adult co ed basketball, um, and uh, softball. So we've been in existence for about three years, and you know, we really think that we're taking strides to it. All right, cool, man. Uh, and now uh, we'll, we'll definitely get into that later on in the show, um, but for right now. Now, a question that we like to ask everybody before we get into it. What okay? you got? What you got? Before you get um, college and pro, give me mm -hmm. all your baseball, all your football, all your basketball teams that you follow. Okay, so answer correctly. Okay, how old are you? You forty? Okay, you follow well, no, baseball? No, no, no. So, <laughs> so, 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 baseball was actually my first love. That was my first sport. And my baseball team is the New York Mets. Okay, oh, okay. so yeah, you know, okay. so okay. Uh, born in New York, lived up there for about ten years. And my dad, you know, he was a huge Mets fan. Okay. Actually, when I was a little kid, I used to think he played for the Mets. Okay, until you know, I told my bus driver that, and he was like, "Well, if your dad played for the Mets, why y'all live in this neighborhood?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, I mean, but going to Shea Stadium, all their games, Bobby Bonilla, okay. Eddie Murray, all those guys, man, I'm a huge Mets fan. So you know, I stay stay up to, stay up with them. I want to um, be like Bobby Bonilla when I yeah. I want to have a day too, man. I'm <laughs> Daryl Strawberry, all those guys. You want me no, like I don't, don't want to be like okay, that. Right, 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 right. Right. Maybe Junior, but not senior. Not senior. Yeah, so you know, but that that's 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 my baseball team. Okay. Uh, the Colts, Indianapolis Colts. That's my football hey, team. Time out, time out. Explain how that happened. Okay, all right. All right. So I'm explaining to you how the Colts happened. So right. uh, back when I was in high school, this was in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. I used to have a subscription to ESPN the magazine, right? Mm -hmm. So I always used to be in my Spanish classes the back of the class, reading the magazine, reading the magazine. And I actually came across an article about Edron James. Oh. So in the article, they were just kind of talking about a lot that he does for his hometown in Miami. How mm -hmm. He used to buy out old abandoned homes, renovate them, and turn them into arcades and allow the kids in the street to come into the house and kind of just use that as a way of staying out of trouble and okay. things like that. So ever since then, I just thought it was a dope story about him as a person, him as a player. And then they even went further into the article. I think at the time his license was suspended. So he has to he used to have to catch a taxi cab to practices and stuff like that. <laughs> so all of that just kind of you know I just drew interest to the Colts and I just started following them from ever since then. And then you know I think it happened at the right time because as I started following them, they started winning a lot of games with Marvin Harrison, Peyton Manning started becoming. They beat the Chicago Bears in 05. I like yo, I like the Colts. And ever since then, man, I just been a Colts. Right. I never mm -hmm. even knew that story about Andrew James. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Yep. Miami three oh five. Yep. All right. Now what about what about college? Uh, college, I'm kind of, you know, I'm just kind of one of those guys where I don't have a specific team. I just like to see, you know, athletes perform well. So, gotcha. like, for me, this year I signed a one-year contract to the Duke team. You know, I like <laughs> oh, Yeah, I mean, you know, it was man, only one year. It, 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 it expired. It expired. So, now that. So, basically, you're a Pelicans fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to see the Pelicans do good. I like Zion Williamson. You know, he, I think he's a good kid. I, you know, I, I like him very humble, you know, ex, uh, uh, and that's an outstanding athlete. 
Uh, you know, and I root for guys like that. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I want to see him do well. And we'll give you a pass today, Yeah, so, man. you know, but the contract with Duke expired this All year. Right. So, All right, so we're going to talk about our Panthers in the segment we call back-to-back winning seasons. Why do we call it that, fellas? Because we've never had one. Boom, 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 boom. Unfortunate. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. So... This week we played the Chicago Bears. We won twenty three to thirteen. Okay. Uh, standout performers were Brian Burns, uh, Marcus Haynes, and uh, Holyfield. Stop crab legs. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you guys think about the performance? And can we read too much into it? Um, as far as reading too much into it, absolutely not. I mean, we're talking about meaningless preseason games, and, and you know, even coaches will will probably admit to you there's not much to read into other than. Maybe death, maybe the death of what you see. Maybe and, and of course the the main interest, you know, from from a coach's vantage point, from from a fan's vantage point, is how are the young guys performing? Yeah. How are the, how are the how are the backup guys performing? How are the rookies you drafted performing? And uh, to me, that's what kind of drew me to this game. And you know, one name that I I really wanted to mention before we get started, I, Brian Burns is going to get all of the, the Hall of Famer no, man. No, future. no, listen, no, y'all, no, 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 listen. I, I said, I, I talked to Vince privately, and I said Brian Burns was a standout to me, but another guy that I think we need to mention today is Marquise Haynes. Yeah. He's been on the squad for a couple of seasons, he's been a backup, hadn't got a lot of snaps with the team, but I, I thought he was outstanding uh, Thursday yeah. night, man. I just wanted to throw, throw give him a shout-out before we get started. Man. So, well, a few things with me. Um, I understand that Cal Allen – uh, he was on the team last year, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But with us drafting uh, Will Greer, I was expecting to see Will Greer take the first snaps on Friday night. But considering that Cal Allen took those snaps, he actually surprised me. He looked very wow. calm. He looked very collected. He looked like he, com- he, was ready he looked comfortable. To, yeah, man. he was yeah. very comfortable. And he looked like he's ready to take that next step in his progression. So that and, and granted, it's only one game. It's only mm-hmm. one preseason game. But if we really looked at that game. You could really say that Will Griff might be the, the the solid number two guy behind Cam Newton right now. Yeah. Um, another name that jumped out at me was Cameron Artis Payne. He's he's a twenty nine year old running back. And hey, let me interrupt you real quick because I have to admit something, man. I, I hate to admit. Go this. ahead, admit it, man. When I first saw Cameron Artis Payne, I was like, man, he still plays for us. Hey, I, no, I, I swear to God, I man. actually had to say, it was I, fun. I, I, I was like, man, I didn't know he was still. Sorry, I saw, he hangs around, man. I yeah, saw him Friday night and was like, whoa, he's still on the team? Right, right. But I'm glad to know I'm not the only yeah, one, man. <laughs> but he actually looked pretty good. He looked decent, yeah. right. He, he looked did. pretty good, especially in the receiver game. I think I think he only had maybe 10 or 15 yards rushing, but I think he had two catches on 30 yards, and they, yeah. they were actually kind of bailout plays. So yeah. um, if we can get Cap a few more a few more touches during the season, I think that would be dope. But I'll highlight one more player, then I'll let Arian speak. I don't even know if he – Follows the Panthers at all, but nope. we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, one player that a lot of people aren't talking about because no one pays attention to this part of the game is Terry Godwin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what our return situation looks like right now, but he made a case for that number one return. Let, let me say something about Terry Godwin in the return game. Like, man, needless to say, the Carolina special teams have been pretty special. And I don't mean that in a good way. I don't mean that in a good way in the last decade. I, I saw more exciting plays in one preseason game than I've probably seen <laughs> in 10 years from the Panthers, man. Like, I, seriously, dude. Like, I, I, where did this come from? Now, yeah. if this is a sign of things to come, I'm all for it. But, again, it's preseason. Got to quell our 
our expectations. Yeah, the wide, and, and, and the fight for, for those last few wide receiver spots, it's, it's pretty tight. It's pretty yeah. really tight right mm-hmm. now. And um, even though Godwin was drafted as a wide receiver, I think this would be how he makes the team. Yeah. And kind of like Steve Smith. Because yeah. we drafted Steve Smith as a retirement. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of see something similar coming from Godwin. Right. One player that I was uh, I was surprised with was uh, Rashawn Galdon. Uh-huh. He, he was making plays out there, man. He he, he he feels the pressure on his butt right now. Um, Interesting you say that, man, because that the first drive uh, the Bears scored, like he, like the secondary as a whole struggled. Like yeah. he and Boston in the, the entire secondary. And I was, it, it, it's funny, you never mentioned like a free safety or safety getting more comfortable as the game went along. But I thought Galden actually got comfortable and started yeah. making those plays in that third and fourth quarter, man. So it was interesting yeah. you said that. And he, um, he was like, actually shouted out on Twitter too by Charles Tillman. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the play, but he had peanut a punch. perfect peanut punch uh during the game on Friday. Nice. But um real quick, um, because I don't want to disrespect I guess too much. Uh Ariel disrespect. Um, no disrespect. So as far as the coach, because we know <clears throat> even though you live in Charlotte, right. we know you don't follow the Panthers. So right. what's what's going on with the coach and um the guy who chose to go back to college because he didn't want to <laughs> play for the Panthers. Uh, right now he, you know he's out for a few games talking about Andrew Luck has that calf injury. So I'm not gonna shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well much. we got we got a matchup against against we'll the Panthers in December. We, okay. uh, it's a good Christmas treat. What the twenty second, I believe. Yeah, so you know, Cam Newton has never streak. lost to Andrew. Uh, <laughs> but no, I actually, you know, for me, I think the Colts are a good team to like because of our division alone. Okay. Right? So, I mean, we've got the Titans, Texans, and uh, Jaguars, right? So, we always are, at the very least, coming out number two out of the yeah, division. So, I mean, I think the Texans are looking good right now. But as far as the Colts, I like where we stand. We lost to Buffalo earlier it's this be a week. Tough this year, man. No, it's not. No, it's you not because so? no, nah, I don't man, think I so. Don't, I think. I think coming, no, no, I think uh, who, who, with their quarterback. Oh, they do have. Uh, yeah. Super yeah, Bowl yeah, they do yeah, have yeah. Uh, Nick Foles, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so it may be kind of tough. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Now so. because of that, I, I I went and looked at uh, some of the stats from uh, from when you guys played Buffalo. Okay. And I noticed that Chad Kelly took the majority of the snaps mm-hmm. um, last week. Mm-hmm. You guys have Jacoby Brissett on your team, right? From your point of view as a fan, why is he not getting the majority of the snaps, considering he was just starting two years ago? You know what? That's a good question because I actually I really really like him. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The season that two years ago when he started um, during Andrew Luck's uh, injury, I think he did very well he for did. the Colts. I think yeah, he did a really good job. Well. I mean. And granted, we didn't make the playoffs and the record wasn't outstanding. It could have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he managed the game very well. So that's a good question. I'm not sure why he's, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, injury, maybe they want to keep him healthy. Or, you know, they kind of want to, I don't know. But well, I really I, like Jacoby. All I'm seeing right now is another former New England Patriots quarterback going somewhere else and not doing too good. <laughs> so maybe maybe there's a maybe system there's in, New York, in New England that yeah. they're able to bring yeah. it. I, I don't know. It's I don't know. Hey, man, Garoppolo's a new savior, man. He's, yeah. What's, what's he doing right now? Yeah, I mean, going, he's coming off the injury, but he'll be fine. He'll be fine. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. They, I mean, I, I don't know. I see all these quarterbacks that look good in New England. And then they go elsewhere, and it's like. New England has a great system. Belichick's a god, man. He's a god and coach. That's all I got to say. I'm okay. confident that anyone in this shame. table can go there and, and be a, a, a good quarterback in New England. I'll be the fattest run option. I can't throw that ball at all. It don't matter. You got you got Bel- Belichick. You know. Yeah. All right, so um, gonna move on just a little bit now. One thing I want to do, what I like to do, is 
even though we don't have too much to talk about with the Hornets, mm-hmm. I like I want to see what your perspective on the Hornets is give, mm-hmm. bringing in an outside perspective so that mm-hmm. the fans aren't always looking at <clears> us <throat> like I'm tired of you guys saying yeah, X, Y, yeah. Z. So what, what's your opinion on where the Hornets are, mm-hmm. where they're going, what they've been, the Kemba fiasco, all that? Well, for one, first and foremost, I like the Hornets. Uh, <laughs> you know, for me, I'm I'm very big on economics. So when the the, the team does good, it's good for the city. Yeah. So oh, wait, you know, wait, wait, say that one more time. So when, <laughs> say, please look in the camera so, and say that so one more time. So when the team performs well, it's good for the city overall, holistically. You look at it like that. Um, you know, I I have a hard time grasping how people who live in the city of Charlotte root against Charlotte. Whoa. 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 Hey, let them talk. Let them talk. Let them talk. Go ahead, Go ahead. So you know, cook. so. So for me, that that's kind of how I built my whole premise on how I feel about the team yeah. as a whole. Um, as far as the Kemba situation, it's bittersweet because you know him as an athlete, um, his talent, his mm-hmm. caliber, what he brings to the table. Um, you hate to see him in a system where he wasn't really being provided the pieces around mm-hmm. him true, in true. order to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that's a cliche statement because now with him in Boston, he has Tatum and he has Jalen Brown. This is gonna now we're gonna see what can he do when the pieces yeah. around him. So um, I think this is gonna be a good experiment for us to say, okay, we had a star, didn't put pieces around him. Now he's in a system where pieces are around him. This is gonna kind of be like the, um, the, the uh, what could have been, yeah. right? So when he's in Boston, we'll see what could have been. As far as how they are now, I really don't expect much out of them, especially mm-hmm. with the East getting tougher. I know, I know you got Miles Bridges, and he's a young, athletic guy. But outside of that, you know. I'm not really too excited about the roster that they have. That's fair. Um, That's fair. You know, I think that. <clears throat> you know, I think that. Um, you know, Jordan. Um, you know, I think he could have done a, a little bit better job with the pieces that he's brought in. Um, you know, Hornets. For the most part, overall, we've had some really good uh, draft selections. We've been right there to, to, to pick up some key pieces, and I think we dropped the ball on it a few years. Um, you know, we missed out on Damian Lillard. We missed out, yeah, we missed. Out, you know, so I think drafting is a is a big thing with the Hornets. Um, and, and I honestly, I don't have him making the playoffs this year. So let me ask you a question. In your opinion, in your honest <clears throat> opinion, is Michael Jordan a good owner? I don't think so. You know, and I think that it's even harder for him uh, as far as his expectations as an owner considering how good of a player he was. Mm-hmm. You know, when you are arguably the greatest player to ever play the game, I think the level of expectation for you to carry over that greatness into other things you do is expected. And for him, not only is he not great at what he does, I don't, I don't, I personally believe, um, you know, that, um, it, I mean, the Hornets, we, we should have been a better franchise at this point with the, with the draft selections that we've been positioned to have, the players we could have drafted. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and obviously, you know, he's not the only one making decisions. He has a team around him. Can you say um, that part yeah. again? You know, so, <laughs> you know, I, I think he gets a lot of the, the blame, but Jordan's not the only one that are making these decisions. He has a, a team around him. He has an organization around him mm-hmm. where they sit down, they, they analyze, they assess, and they look at the, the, you know, the talent that's coming in. And, and collectively, as a group, they make the decision on who they're going to draft. So, you know, he hires the people to, and puts them in the positions to, yeah. uh, to make the right call. And, you know, in, in a lot of cases, they haven't done it. So he, 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 the, the blame is to be shared. Gotcha. So I believe the blame now, with all shared. that being said, uh, with him being the owner, do you feel like he needs to be more – hands-on than what he's perceived to be? Um, in, in, in what way, though? Like, you know, as far as hands-on, as far as hand-picking or, or, or you know, mentoring and, and, like, what? Well, um, okay, I'll say let's take Dallas. Let's take the Mavericks, for instance. Mm-hmm. If you go to a Dallas uh, Mavericks game, mm-hmm. who do you see there? You see Mark Cuban there. I mean. So do you So do you think Jordan should be more visible? Um, 
I, I think that's I, I tricky. I think with Jordan, I, I when when I when he first you know was with the Hornets, I used to see him there on the bench a lot mm-hmm. and, and with the team. But with him, he's not Mark Cuban. He's one of the greatest players ever to play the game. Yeah. So he has that intimidation factor on plays. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine being on the Hornets roster and you miss a dunk and then you look over and Jordan's <laughs> saying, like it's, it's not the same if Mark Cuban is staring at you, you know? Because Jordan was like, I would have three sixty that thing back. Yeah. So you know, for him. Maybe him not being as close to the players, um, you know, is, is something that he probably feels is in the best interest of the players. Okay. Um, you know, um, what he does behind the scenes, there's no telling. I know that when he was with the Wizards organization, you know, uh, just in, in hearing, hearing articles and things mm-hmm. like that, you heard a lot of players that like Kwame Brown where, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he felt like his confidence was shot because Jordan yeah. was, was, a, you know, was a tough critic on well, him. You well, know? Let, let me say in Kwame Brown's well, case, you know. it may be a bit of a cop-out. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about it in a famous person. No, that, that, Kwame yeah, 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 Kwame. yeah, I mean, but, no, you know, that's true. I, I, mean, I but, think I could have affected Kwame Brown's yeah, confidence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, so, so let me ask you a question. So. If I'm if I'm Michael Jordan, I hire you as a GM tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I give you four or five years to fix the team. Mm-hmm. What do you do, Aaron? Oh man, uh, four or five years to fix the team. I think one thing that you have to do is you got to go out and you got to get some experienced veterans on the team. I think gotcha. you got to get you know like I like I like Marvin Williams. I think he's a veteran. I think he's a player that um, could really pull the young guys in. But mm-hmm. um, you got to spend money, man. You got to spend a little bit of money. I know Charlotte is a small market. Um, and you know, a lot of the players, they want the bigger cities, they want the lights, camera, and action, but mm-hmm. um, when have we spent real big money on a, on a, on a big name that's just really gonna bring them to Charlotte? Oh, wait, we spent plenty of money. <laughs> no, 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 I said on a big name, yeah, yeah, yeah we spent, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you right got, people. you got, uh, what's uh, uh Batum, yeah, yeah, you got his contract, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, but, you know, you look at the, the Hornets when we were the Bobcats, the most successful years that we had yeah. when we were in the playoffs. You had your Steven Jacksons, yeah. you had your Raymond Feltons, you had those guys where they were the nucleus of the team. And I think you get a lot of that back into the organization and, and you may have a good shot to, to kind of, you know, look at this example. But I think you got to spend. Now, has there, and, and let, let's go to the last five, six, seven years, has there been a Hornets team that you believe had, they had one or two more pieces? Possibly could have done better than what they did, and and I ask and I ask that because Jordan is on record quite a few times saying the reason why he's not willing to shell out uh, more money mm-hmm. is because he doesn't believe that the team can compete right. at least for an Eastern Conference title. Yeah, and, and, if, and he, if he, he's right. He's okay, right. I mean, you look at the last few years. You, I mean, you want to even go back the last seven years. LeBron has been <laughs> in the finals. You know, whether it was with the Heat or whether it was with Cleveland. And, you know, I, I personally – and then even you look at the, the teams that were built in the East Coast um, to compete against LeBron, Hornets weren't competing with them. The Bostons and, you know, uh, teams like that. So, I, you know, he, he may be right um, from that standpoint as far as competing, but, I mean, you, you never know. You know. One, one thing I, I, we, we have to mention since we are talking about the Hornets now, um, there was an article where it was a Kim Walker interview Basically, in so many words, he acknowledged that it, it made no sense for the Hornets to go over the luxury tax to sign him. No, he doesn't. he himself said yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I doesn't. don't want anybody to gloss over that. Yeah, you, you get what I'm and saying? Somehow, <laughs> some way, the response is still being made about Jordan not willing to pay. Kimma has in the last couple of weeks, Kimma has said they weren't going to win. No, I didn't yeah, see myself winning. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go. I wanted to go where I saw myself winning. It right. really wasn't about the money. Mm-mm. And it's still being <laughs> and it's 
but Jordan is still. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> like you know, Jordan, Jordan, you know, it's tough. I mean, it, it's honestly, it's tough, yeah. you know. And then like you look at like a lot of teams on the East Coast, like some of your top tier teams now, with like Philly, right? Philly went through the whole process. They did their team through drafting. You look at Milwaukee. The Milwaukee has the Greek freak. They did this through drafting, mm-hmm. right? So like, it's the that, nucleus. It's the nucleus. It's, it's, and, and, it's, it's and, what sets the precedence for your exactly. And that's where the Hornets have really missed out on key opportunities because we haven't been able to draft that nucleus that's, to that's where spot on. three to four years from now on. we have an Anthony because, Davis that we can build around. Because, and another thing is, like, you'll get casual fans who are like, man, how come they don't <laughs> go out and get, and they'll insert a big name? Yeah. Well, the other team has to be interested right. in the pieces yeah, you have, have to yeah, actually like, pull something exactly, off. So. Exactly. And it's, it's just like it's the whole Donovan Mitchell thing. We, we wanted right, Donovan right, right. Mitchell. Right. Malik fell. We took Malik. Right. Uh, for instance, that that that, that really hates Malik. <laughs> really I'm not a Malik Monk fan. I've never been, but I respect the kid. I'm, yeah, I'm not going to disrespect him. Right. And then, um, <laughs> and then uh, the whole the, the year that they traded uh, that first round pick uh, for Marco Bellinelli, they were looking at uh, Mark Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, yep. they were they were they, they had him in for I three or four times. Him. Yeah, they didn't pick him. Yeah, in the, the year they took Frank. They had Devin Booker in a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't take him. Yeah. And it's, it's it's things like this that that it's, it's that second guessing yourself that that that, that got the Hornets into this position now, and, and it got Rich Cho fired. Quite yeah, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one one more question. Um, what would you like to see the Hornets do going forward? Do you want to see a rebuild? Do you want to see them compete for that seventh or eighth seed, and we and we continue to stay at twelve, thirteen? Like purgatory. What do you want? To, what do you want to see? Well, at this point, you know, immediately speaking, I would love to see them make a playoff push, whether it's seventh or eighth. Because at the end of the day, I think that the city can appreciate that. You know, whenever the Hornets make the playoffs, you're selling out the arena, right? I mean, you, you, but, you, but you, that ain't happening. This it's not. Oh, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not. It's definitely not happening. But I'm saying, you know, from an optimistic point of view, saying, hey, try. you know, try. what would I like to see the Hornets do this year? I would love to see them make the playoffs, even I, if they squeeze I mean, in at a five. It's record. funny. It's funny you said that because I, I was actually randomly thinking about this the other day. Like, you know, and please don't anybody mistake this as me predicting they are. But it, it'll be uh, it'll be a cool little middle finger. To, to a lot of people <laughs> if they did make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, which absolutely. I'm not predicting they absolutely. are. Again, let me be very clear absolutely. about that. But if they messed around and made the A for 7C, yeah. there's a lot of people that wouldn't like yeah, that. There's yeah. a lot of people that wouldn't like yeah. that. So. I mean, they, I mean, Terry averaging 20, Megan I mean, averaging Terry, 20. You know, I, 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 pers- I just think that they lost their best player when the East Coast got a lot stronger. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. like the East yeah. is a lot stronger. It's not only we got worse, it's the East got better. A lot stronger. The East got better. Everybody got better for the most you know, part, you know, us. So you know, I hope I hope Terry Rozier is just one of those players where he's not like a one of the New England Patriot type of players where yeah. he was in a good system under Brad Stevens and they were able to kind of you know use him to the best ability. Now there's a high expectation with him coming into Charlotte, and it's kind of like he vanishes because yeah. you know I hope that doesn't happen. I really hope that Terry Rozier can average 18 to 20 points a game. Oh, he's going um, And you know, uh, you know, just stay consistent as a, st- a consistent. Um, score, you yeah. know, because that, that's going to definitely be needed. It, it, no doubt. All right. All right, so we're going to move on to our culture segment. Uh, <laughs> last week, uh, the NCAA enacted the Rich Paul uh, rule, which mm. was dubbed by the great King James, mm. uh, basically uh, stating that all agents need to have a uh, bachelor's degree and then also pass a written examination. <laughs> and then also you have to pay a $250 application fee 
and a twelve hundred fifty dollar uh, certification fee. So, uh, what do you guys think about this? Uh, these new rules enacted by the NCAA. Go ahead, uh, Ariane. You got uh, NCAA. What I think about these, I, I I think that these rules are just a classic example of of when the powers that be feel threatened by those who aren't supposed to be in a position Hello. to threaten. Um, you know, that's when they want to try to play hardball and try to, you know, uh, use their muscle. Um, you know, shout out to Rich Paul for all that he's done and all that he's doing to, to break barriers and set precedents for young black men such as myself. And I know that a lot of you guys where mm -hmm. we may have not viewed ourselves as those in positions to do what he's done. As far as the Rich Paul rules that they've implemented, are you saying that because he doesn't have a bachelor's degree, he's not able to perform and do what mm -hmm. he's doing? You know, um, this written exam is going to allow him to be better at what he's doing. I, I think it's garbage. I think it's um, completely unnecessary. But again, I think it's one of those things where, you know, uh, it's a classic example of when they feel threatened, what they try to do. Um, I personally believe it's racist, um, you know, and I don't like it. Um, but, you know, I think at the end, Rich Paul will prevail. And I think yeah. that, you know, it's not going to stop whatever he's designed to do. And, you know, I just always look at it like, you know, how do you try to implement a qualification on someone who's already doing what they're doing? Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, you know, successfully, successfully you know, it's, it's like just because you have a bachelor's degree does not mean that you can necessarily. I have a bachelor's degree and I probably can't do what Rich Paul is doing right yeah. now. He, he has the knowledge he's he's been doing, the it, you know, the experience. It's like, you know, I could have gone to Harvard School of Law. It doesn't mean I'm going to come out as a lawyer, yeah. you know, just, you but, doing, you know so, so yeah, no, but I'm saying, you know. <laughs> I don't believe that the certification or what they're trying to implement, you know, it's it's obvious that it doesn't is 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 not going to qualify you to to be able to do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So why implement? It has to be a bigger picture. And I think they they feel threatened as far as what he's doing. Yeah. You know, they're trying to protect their brand and their protect players, their... and you know, and I put quotations around it. But it's a money thing. You know, yeah. they don't want their players being um, influenced by someone who's looking out in the best interest Just of the player. You know, so. Um, more hypocrisy by the NCAA. Absolutely. Um, there's so many examples over the last 10 to 15 years of, of their hypocrisy and they're just just being completely out of touch with reality. And, and one name that doesn't get mentioned enough along with the NCAA because when you talk about bad leadership, man, Mark Emmert personifies oh bad leadership. He is the poster yeah. child for bad leadership. And I can't speak enough to like like for like how do you how is it that you you don't really give a damn if your players get degrees you don't really care if your play, no. your players are, are getting bachelor's degrees but you want your agents to have degrees <laughs> somebody explain that to me yeah. like somebody logically a, a, a explain that to me and just you know more just to kind of echo what Arian said like you know, the timing of this just couldn't be more laughable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you have the most visible college athlete and who we we haven't seen this we have we haven't seen the Zion Williams in a long time. And he's associated with a black male who is successfully running his own agency. Uh, really? Like the time again, man, the timing is, is laughable and, and well uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this. Um a couple of months ago we actually had a, a conversation 
about whether or not we, we believe some of these athletes should start going to HBCUs. And uh, Rodney and Jamal, you guys more so, you, you guys didn't want to push it because with HBCUs not having a cloud of some of these Power 5 conferences, they may not get the exposure mm -hmm. needed to be drafted. And, you know, my my stance was, if you're good, they're going to see fine. you. And I want to I want to bring the case to you guys of Adarius Baisley. And um, I don't know if that name resonates with any of you guys. It, it rings a bell. Uh, Darius Baisley, two years ago, was actually committed to the University of Syracuse. And he was a uh, he was a unanimous five-star athlete and then a five-star basketball player. Mm -hmm. He decommitted from Syracuse. And he um, committed to the G League. He was going to play in the G League for one year, and mm -hmm. then he was going to enter his name into the draft. Well, he actually pulled his name out of the G League and just spent the entire year training. So he didn't play basketball um, at college. He didn't go to the G League. He didn't go overseas. He trained himself. Mm -hmm. And this year in the NBA draft, he signed with Rich Paul. And this year, oh, yeah. he was drafted in the first round, and he went 23rd overall. And so Rich Paul just showed everyone that, hey, you don't have to go to college mm -hmm, right. and you still can get drafted. Mm -hmm. And um, just to add to this, this kid also, he was the same one that Rich Show was able to get him an intern mm -hmm. at, I want to say. In Australia, was, right? Obviously. No, New Balance. New Balance. New Balance. New Balance. Yeah. He, he got like a three-month internship at New Balance and, and didn't go to school or any of that. So I think everything that – I think that particular case mm -hmm. is what caused the NCAA to do what they did yeah. to keep him away. Mm -hmm. And to add to what Rodney said opening up this segment, I think we, I think you also have to have like a three years' worth of experience, experience yeah. with – uh, is it the NBA PA? The NBA PA, Is yeah. the NBA PA. you got to have three years. So it's it's directly targeting Rich. And what's going to have to happen, unfortunately, because he doesn't make the rules, he's going to have to go through and he's going to have to do all of that stuff. And then when he comes back, he's extra um, – he, he continues to be successful. They're just going to put more blocks in his way. Yeah, they're, they're going to put, all they're it put it more blocks in his way. Definitely it is. And, man. you know, kind of touch on, you know, the whole HBCU thing, um, you know, as someone who went to an HBCU myself, Clark mm -hmm. Atlanta University, shout out. Hey. Um, shout out to you Clark know, Atlanta. this is something that I, I, I had a conversation with one of my friends about this about 10 years ago. And the conversation when I talked about black athletes committing to HBCUs mm -hmm. at the time seemed like, how dare you say that? Like, oh, you, you're, the athlete would the, the athlete wouldn't you know succeed or wouldn't excel if they did that they're going and and my whole argument at the time was like it has to take a sacrifice you, yeah. you it's gonna have to take certain players and athletes to say look this is what we're gonna do and eventually because we're the more dominant athlete you know uh eventually you'll get that exposure and i think now more than more so than ever with all of these social media platforms being able to capture mm -hmm. outstanding athletes um, like Zion Williamson, I was seeing film of him when he was playing for Spartanburg. Yeah, in yeah. high school, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and that wasn't Duke. That wasn't and millions of views on on yeah, on, on social media yeah, on social right. media platforms. So, you know, and I'm sure that's how you know Coach K found out about mm -hmm. this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, he's a top recruit. But so, if you can find out about a top caliber uh, athlete through social media on their high school, but I mean. It doesn't matter what school they and, go to. And, and not even that, but there's so many other examples of, of athletes going to HBCUs mm -hmm. or Division three schools that mm -hmm. got found. Like Steve, Mc, Steve McNair is like McNair. the main example I Jerry like to use. Jerry Rice. Uh, Devin George, they played for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. He, I don't know if it was an HBCU he went to, but he played for like a D3 school. Yeah, so yeah, it, yeah, just, yeah. it just so it just proves the point that if you're good, you will get found. You, get found. So you don't necessarily need 
Power Five school to. Yeah. Yeah. Can Nobody you can imagine like a, a a Fab Five type combo going to an HBCU? Because when you look at a lot of schools, especially like Duke, those kids just don't randomly pop up there. They mm-hmm. they they hit each other up outside. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, do y'all want to go to school together? Do y'all want to make this one year run at a title? Mm-hmm. So just imagine Zion. Texan, Tatum, mm-hmm. or whoever, and all those guys that say, hey, y'all, let's pick this small school and let's go there and let's just wild out but, for but you. But you know what's crazy? What I think, though, I think if if that was to happen, the white athletes would want to come over to the HBCUs as well. You think so? yeah, absolutely, because you want to play with the best. You think so? You want to play with the best. If you're, you know, if, think about the, the 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 Duke roster outside of the starting five right now, right? And they know they stand no chance against they gonna want to play with it. You you gonna want to play with the best. You gonna want to play with the best, the most superior athletes. And I definitely think they'll start migrating over. Athletes for sure. Yeah, yeah. Athletes for sure would definitely start migrating yeah. over to those schools. Yeah. Definitely. Nobody gonna take care of us like us. <laughs> <Tell> <laughs> me, man. I mean, look at Clemson. Look at the Clemson football team. You know, they have their quarterback, but ninety nine percent of their roster. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, like what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't look like. And who you can throw the ball to? <laughs> yeah. Right, so championship ring. Yeah, so. <laughs> Just got him. <laughs> oh man, let's. Hey, but and you know what? Since we're kind of bleeding <laughs> over into that, I just want to. I want to say, make make one affirmation about Clemson football. What's that? I love their team, and I hope they can stay dominant for years to come. Simply what? because, simply because I hate Alabama football. <laughs> I, that's the only reason. But but I cannot stand for the life of me. Clemson's fan base. I cannot stop, stand. Stop, Rodney, man, you're cool. It. You're my stop. brother. You need something. I got you. Clemson has the largest alumni chapter in the United States of America, IPTE. Yep. That's I paid 10 a year. That's the largest alumni. Like, that's fine. All that is wonderful. Hey, but man. why are y'all so damn obnoxious, man? That, that's that's the real hey, question, man, look. Rodney. <laughs> hey, man, when you got out the mud... Mm. Yeah, <laughs> after how many years? Yeah, man, yeah. Man. Look, we got championships in the eighties. Yeah, we good. Man. No, okay, yeah. we're back, man. Yeah, Ooh, what's, up, what's up, Florida State? Y'all, y'all winning this year? How many games? Six, man, five, man. four. We're not talking about Florida three, State right now. Two, one. So moving on to the next. All right, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna uh, jump into our shout outs. Uh, Aaron, you got a shout out? You somebody? Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely need to shout out some people. I hope I make this quick. Yeah, so we just, that, we, you know, so I just got done. Uh, completing a huge project that I worked on called Turf Wars, which took place last weekend. It was a, a two-day kickball tournament um, that featured over 30 teams from all throughout the nation. They came and they competed for a cash prize of $5,000 each day. Wow. And, you know, I really wanted to take the, take a moment to shout out everyone that supported this 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 project, from the staff, which mm-hmm. is, includes my wife and a lot of my good friends, to the players, the coaches, the teams. <laughs> The cities, the spectators. I mean, it was an electric event, and it, none of it would have been possible without the support of these different cities. We had D.C., we had Atlanta, we had St. Louis. Wow. We had a team called the Urban Kickball League all the way from Milwaukee Wow! that wow. came down, and, and they, they just enjoyed the experience. So, you know, um, I can't say thank you enough to these people for believing in the vision, mm-hmm. believing what we put together, trusting that we were going to be able to put together a good tournament and supporting it. So I definitely have to shout them out. Shout out. So, um, so, so tell us, like, how, how can how, how can we find out more information about your league and yeah. where do we sign up yeah, and all that good stuff? So, so the best way to find out about our league is through social media platforms, okay. always, you know. So we have an Instagram, we have a Twitter, we have a Facebook. 
which is the uh, it's called Play Mars Sports. Play Mars Sports. Uh, and there's one S between Mars and Sports. They share an S. Um, and anyone that's interested, you can see when we have new leagues coming up, mm -hmm. uh, what leagues we're currently offering, um, and just kind of you know look at video photos and, and and connect with other players that are currently existing in those leagues. Right. Um, so my my next question is like you know like. For, can fat people play? You got a fat league. Fat Here's why I asked you that, man. Because like you know, because Vince has asked me before. Hey, man, you should really should come out. You should really should yeah. come out. And I know how intense this dude is. So I don't want to be the one to be You could be a little intense. No, listen, <laughs> listen. I I didn't want to be the dude to come out there and 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 suck. And then Vince is looking at me like, man, I know I shouldn't have invited this. No, dude. You got a beginners league, man. <laughs> so so I I would say I would say this. We we welcome all shape forms at, at all ages. Yeah, yeah, Twenty one yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, we welcome that. everyone, okay. right? Because at the end of the day, everyone is playing for different reasons. Some people are just doing it to stay fit. Others are doing it. Because for trophies. they, because we got the Kawhi Leonard, the right. right here. You got you got <laughs> others that are doing it for trophy. You got other people that are just doing it just to socialize, meet other okay. people in the city and stuff like that. So we want to make sure that we provide an establishment that you know encompasses all of what our audience is looking to gain. So we don't we you know we're not out there checking body fat for players. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's not the military. Yeah. BMI is too high. <laughs> it's just not happening. And and with that whole mindset and with us really making that something that we stand on. Uh, you'll notice that when you ask about beginners, you get all type of players that come in. Yeah. So we, we try our best to make sure that, you know, if you're a beginner player, you know, it's something that you're not overwhelmed by when you come out and play. You know, we try to yeah. teach you the game. We try to really connect you with players that's going to help you be able to navigate throughout the league. It's really fun. I mean, a lot of people like it, and, and, and you, you'll learn that those that do start to play, they immediately become addicted to it okay. immediately. Yeah. So and See, that's, yeah, that, that, that's what's up. And for everybody that's listening, for everybody that's watching right now, we're actually going to do another segment with Arion that goes a lot more into what he's doing, his yeah. vision and his passion. Yeah. And uh, we're going to ask that you guys tune in uh, later this week when we post our segment, okay? Yes. Uh, but to close it out with, with my shout-out, uh, it's that time of the year right now, and I just want to give a shout-out to all the teachers across America. Yes, yes. Uh, you yeah. guys are severely under underappreciated. You guys are underpaid, but we, we do understand uh, your plight, and there are a lot of us out there that do appreciate what you guys do. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. And, and I'm sorry for a lot of things that you guys have to deal with, you know, from, from all those bad kids to the politics to the dumb stuff that you guys have to deal with coming from Washington. And I don't even have kids, but um, I know how bad and ugly that Common Core is. Like, I would, I would flip my shit if I had to teach that to 30 kids however many classes throughout throughout the school year but you know getting back on track just want to uh shout out the teachers and uh just say you know we do support you here on the construction yeah. no doubt um shout out to tip top daily market for uh hosting uh dope uh underground hip-hop events every week sorry i could not make it yesterday but plan to be out there supporting y'all Next week, I uh, just want to say get better to my friend, Ja Freedom. I hope you are doing well and feeling better. Uh, shout out to Scott Slagle. Shout out to Cairo. Um, again, uh, Tip Top Daily Market. Hope to see you all next week. I think Jamal would be better off if he just shouted out Charlotte. He yeah. knows everybody. Shout out Charlotte. Yeah, you know, like, it, coming from the president, <laughs> shout out really, Charlotte. Really, like, really. He knows everybody. <laughs> all right, I, um, I want to shout out Camp North End. I'm basic. I just really... <laughs> I uh, kind of found out what that was. It's, it's only dope. been open three yeah. years. <laughs> I know, and, and I need to do better. Uh, and also, shout out to my sister, Naja. She turned 30 today. Happy I love birthday. you. Happy my birthday. homie, Happy my birthday. first rap battle partner. 
Love you. <laughs> Kaz, you got any shout outs? Nothing. This has no shout outs. Hey, hey guys, as always, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to go follow Under Construction across all, all platforms. And uh, we'll see you next time, all right? Pick up the rep. Peace. <laughs>